Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger on 97.7, 1450 AM, WAOB of 97.3 FM in Washington. Our first guest this morning, Knox County Commissioner Trent Hankel. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Knox County. It's a nice, going to be a nice spring day here in the middle of February, and uh, we've been blessed with some great weather lately. <laughs> lately. Looking forward to it. Lately, absolutely. <laughs> we won't talk about that other weather we had before that, but... <laughs> Yeah. No, no. But yeah. I will say this. I will say this. I thought city and county crews were excellent taking care of the weather on Friday. Yeah, you know, it comes on a Friday afternoon late, uh, and I was driving a school bus, and we got out early, and I knew the crews were hitting it for the county and the and the cities, and, and uh, they, they were out kind of late, and then they got back at it Saturday morning at 7 o'clock, so... <clears throat> not much of a weekend for them, but uh, at least they did get Monday off as a holiday. But, yeah, they worked hard and did a good job. Okay. Um, so, anyway, they did a great job, and hopefully we don't see winter the rest of the year. Well, we'll, uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed, okay? <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> they call the sectionals next week. We know sometimes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that brings us a surprise. Yeah. All right. Well, the jail had its uh, grand opening. It's... Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I don't want to say it's complete, but. Oh, no, 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 no. But, but we are toward the finish line. Oh, yeah. yeah we are getting there. Yeah. They are actually actively moving into the jail and occupying, uh, they've already been occupying some of the space for a little bit, but um, <clears throat> it'll take a while to get all their offices set up and, and uh, then they'll begin to move patients or patients, inmates over and uh, when they do that, then they're going to take the opportunity to clean the, the existing cells, uh, the blocks, and uh, do a really deep, thorough clean and repair on those of anything that's needed. And so they're taking good advantage of this opportunity uh, before they would get filled up again and not be able to do that. So very wise part on the sheriff's part. Mm -hmm. All right. So when we look at uh, uh, that project is toward the end and of course community corrections is we're, we're getting there each day we get closer and closer and we're looking about april maybe is that what it was? no 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 <clears throat> i talked to scott brown yesterday uh oh we got and, we got a flash here what is it he's hoping next week or the week after that they'll begin moving in there in earnest so that's happening fast too some of the new bunks that were ordered because they didn't have enough because this is a larger facility they've already been delivered and set up and then when they begin moving the inmates they will uh, have to tear down some of the old bunks and some of the lockers and move them out there they bought a special uh, electric stair climber to get some of those heavy items upstairs and save on wear and tear on human bodies and uh, prevent injuries and so uh, we're excited about that scott's excited he goes about out about there every day pretty much to see what progress is being made and and he's got furniture coming in this week, a truckload of furniture. So it's it's well on the way. So they, I'm I'm saying in a couple of weeks they're probably going to be uh, moved in there pretty well. Okay. All right. Fast drawn to a close. Okay. Good. Good. All right. So it's you know what I my I I take my hat off, Trent, because and salute everybody. It's because. This project was all started before the pandemic. People forget yeah. that. I mean, yeah. and, then, and then what you had to endure, you know, the cost rising. I mean, yeah. we, we had an original price, of course, 
Right. Things went up. Oh, yeah. Then it was hard to get products. It was hard to get the equipment, the materials. And then they came in. And then, but you guys are scrambling. But never once did you ever say, oh, my gosh, are we going to get this done? Oh, no. We, I, I always had a clear vision to the very end of the project. And, and I want to give a huge shout out to our, uh, the architect, RQAW, and also our construction manager, Garmong, out of Terre Haute. And uh, without them, we, we wouldn't have been able to be where we're at today. Uh, you're right in the beginning when pandemic hit and they were talking the the uh, supply line slowing down and, and being non-existent for a while. We were told at the beginning of this project that some of the electrical components may take a year to get in. And so Garmong scrambled with the architect and rearranged schedules and yada yada. And they just kept doing that throughout the process for whatever challenge came up. And here we are. Uh, the sheriff's in there within two months of the original end date and community corrections is going to be two months from the original end date. So really close on time. Thankfully we're under on budget, so it didn't cost as much as we thought, which is a great news. That's a phrase you don't hear. Oh folks. my goodness. You don't, you don't hear yeah. that phrase under budget. No, under budget. we're not talking about a prepositional phrase in school. That's no. just a phrase you don't hear in business. That's a fact. Uh, yeah. 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 So we're very thankful for that, and uh, we won't know the exact dollar amount until we write the final check for the project, but, uh, but there will be uh, some cost savings there. Yep. Oh, all right. Okay, so anyway, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, now this Justice Campus. I think it's safe to say by June 1st will be all done. Everything will be, will be, will be done. Should be, yeah, should be, absolutely. Should be done. But I'm, I'm saying I'm giving you a little lead time, June sure. 1st. Okay, that's all done. Now we start progressing to what to do with the old community corrections right, building. Right. There's been a lot of talk, a lot of talk. What is going to happen? Who is going to move in? What is the future? But before you do anything, you have to have a study, right? Well, we did the study. Okay. And so we know what we know how much space we need for current, you know, and future growth. Um, and so last night we actually signed a, a contract with RQAW that will take us into the next phase, which is the design schematic phase. So at the end of this phase, we will know exactly what department's going where, what each office is going to look like, uh, the cost of it, furniture. Uh, we will have hard estimates at the end of this project as well as, as uh, drawings of what it will look like. Uh, you know, overhead drawings, front whatever ele elevation drawings, and so um, we're, we're excited to get to the end. That I'm not in a big hurry to get to the end. That we want to do this correctly and and as efficiently and as feasibly as we can. But I'm excited to get to that point, and then the rubber will hit the road because the council and the commissioners will have to, you know, let documents or let bids out and and uh, that sort of thing and then the rubber will meet the road for remodeling or construction whatever we're going to be end up being doing there well now let me can i i don't mean to interrupt you but sure. I, I got a question on this are you when you go start remodeling are you remodeling for the purpose of this group moving in or are you remodeling just to say we're, this is going to be office space. After that, we'll decide who's moving in. No, we will know exactly who's going to move in there before we remodel. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay. Because like I said, it's, you know, we had talked about some groups coming in and then, then you, you got where you got uh, uh, 911, where right. they're going to go and what's going to happen with them. And are they going to say put for the time being 
with a, and the next phase to right. be moved somewhere else. The most important phase after all it's done at the Justice Campus is the remodeling of that building. Sure. Okay, that's first. Right. Then you're gonna move people in. Right. Okay. And then, then we move on to the next chapter. Uh, possibly, we'll just have to see where we end up with this in this new contract with RQAW because we may decide to build a new building somewhere and and get that done before we tackle community corrections. Now, I want to stop there because the first thing we're going to do is we're going to look to move the corner uh, and uh, EMA into the community corrections building because they do not have space currently. Um, that Well, I take that back. EMA has a little bit of space at the current jail in the file room, but the sheriff needs that room, so we're going to move EMA out, and it'll be very minimal cost. There's not going to be really any remodeling. It'll have to be getting computer, you know, networking uh, wires run, and then they'll pick their computers up and plug them in and go. We might have to run some phone lines. Uh, but very, very minimal cost to get them moved over into current community corrections, and same thing for the corner. There's just going to be, you know, a, a few thousand dollars, maybe less less than 10, mm -hmm. way less than 10 spent on doing this. And that'll tide us over until we get to the end of this uh, current contract we just signed last night, and then we'll know exactly how all the pieces are going to play out. As you, uh, that, <coughs> sorry about that. Um, you know, I, I really like the plan that you guys have. I mean, it's obvious that uh, you can put a lot of thought on this. You know, uh, a lot of times we move from one place to another. It's like, what do we do with the open building? You've been, a, you've, you seem like you've stayed at least one or two steps ahead of that process. We've tried to, yeah. I mean, and we, we've tried to, absolutely. All right. Uh, then, you know, we've talked about going out to, uh, I'm not going to make the same mistake. I'm, not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I made a, a whopper mistake last week. That's time. okay. Okay. Where are we going next? I've forgiven you for that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Hillcrest. Possibly. Possibly. That, that's one of the options. Okay, but you know what? It's land we already own. We've already had a building out there. Right. All right. So we're familiar with that area. Right. I like the highness of it for, right. for reception, right. for, for the equipment. Uh, and then again, this is not something that has a lot of consumer foot traffic. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it is out of the way. It's like the Bat Cave, you know? It's, yeah. It's, but, yeah. you know, it's just a, it's an ideal place. Absolutely. But, but you're right. You never know. Yeah, that's that's why we're going into the next contract, and we'll we'll see what plays out. All right. Wow. Just we're almost there. Exciting times, and we're who almost, knows what the end looks like. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's to look at like is just uh, progress. Absolutely, that it will be progress. And again, no question. Just not sure what the shape will look like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. We'll be back after this timeout here on the morning chat on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Back on the morning chat with Ed Ballinger on WAOV. Glad you could be with us this morning. Trent Hingle from the Knox County Commissioners, our guest segment. You know, we were talking about the um, um, 
Justice Campus and the mm-hmm. building and stuff mm-hmm. during the pandemic getting going. Sure. We also had road projects that people Absolutely. forget about, you know, and we had one major road project. And, and this might be on me that I haven't brought up for three or four months because it's done. But I forget how much that will mean in the future. Do you agree with me? Uh, not just in the future, but right now. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. What, what do you mean right now? Well, I... I drive Decker Road every day to come to town, sometimes three or four times a day. Right. And and there's always been a lot of truck traffic because of the industry out there. You right. Got, you got WBM's been out there for decades. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got Lewis Bakery been there for a long time. Uh, you've got the various welding and gas places out there. You've got a trucking company right there. Uh, you got memoring excavating out there with lots of vehicles. Uh, then you've got the new plants, Futaba, uh, and by new, I mean relatively new. And then you've got Far Best, which is the newest. You've got Excel. Uh, you've got Hacker Plumbing out there. I mean, there's a lot of industry out there. A lot of trucking goes through there. So it was a must that we upgrade that road, and, and we did it. And we got help. The feds paid 80% of it. And NDOT, it was a great project. We were very happy with the con- uh, construction company. What about, actually, it's Elkhorn Road, isn't it? Elkhorn Road, yeah, yeah. Elkhorn Road, but it's it's that intersection right. with Decker Road, which made it much safer because of the way uh, the feds des- uh, mandated that we design that. And so it's just been a fantastic project. And now we have a brand-new industry coming to the business park, industrial park, and, and I'm not going to say it's because of Elkhorn Road, but Elkhorn Road is now ready to receive all the traffic, the, the vehicles for, you know, employees, as well as the truck traffic that's going to be the farmers, local farmers going to be hauling their, you know, rotten watermelons and pumpkins <laughs> and whatever in there to get made into biodegradable plastic. And and we're ready for that. It's it's like, okay, we're, we're ready. We're, it's already going. As soon as you're there, we're glad to take care of you you know you know i gotta tell you though it's i hated that road i I hated drive that road you know and i can't say that about too many roads i actually hated to drive that road you know and and one reason why and 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 it was just a farm implement i i didn't almost hit it but it was it's close sure you know and i'm just thinking to myself if i was a a younger inexperienced driver yeah this is a tough road and it's a busy road yeah and now it is totally different yeah i mean it's totally different and I also love the the way that not only the uh, council, the commissioners, but also NDOT, because they finished it, basically, mm-hmm. you know, for the intersection. Right. So, I mean, it was a great collaboration between mm-hmm. all of you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we love collaborations because it it almost always works out best when you collaborate, uh, regardless of whether it's a road project or something else, you know. So, uh, uh, collaborating with the with the city on the Pantheon, you know, another great win. Um, but Elkhorn Road was fantastic. We also have Bridge 382, I believe that's the number of it, up at uh, south of Oaktown there mm-hmm. going over the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. And that project is closing out. Uh, thankfully, uh, NDOT found extra money laying around and decided to pay for all the construction costs. So we had very little uh, cost out of that to redo that whole thing. So that's mm-hmm. been another good project. Uh, we're hopeful we're going to get the Mazero Bridge, and it's at like $8.7 million or something like that. Uh, we'll see 
uh, NDOT should be announcing that within the month or two. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, we've got a huge community corrects or community crossings uh, uh, application in for $1.5 million. Uh, normally, their maximum is you can get a million, but they upped it to 1.5. So our total project is like $2.2 million. And so we'll see if we're going to get awarded for all that or part of it or what. We'll know that shortly. So there's always things out there we're chasing to make the county better and make uh, make not just for the residents, but also for commerce, because commerce is what helps us get the money to be able to do these kind of projects and make the community better for the residents. Okay. And I also, I think sometimes you got to be proactive when you do a, a project because, you know, why did the jail, we needed a space, but we knew that right. when, when the jail originally went in, we put on land knowing that we would have to expand eventually. And right. we did, right. You know, we were proactive on that. We were proactive on community corrections. It was time to move. Here's right. the opportunity. Elkhorn road. Yeah. We had to fix it now, but we also knew that if another industry came, we would need this road. So absolutely. So everything we've done has been for a reason now and a reason later. Absolutely. And, and that'll go on to even include the, uh, the TIF district out there at the industrial park, that's going to help us capture dollars from this new industry moving in, tax dollars, uh, to be able to upgrade more infrastructure out there so that when we have more industry move in, it's already there. We're not trying to catch up afterward. Do you like the way that uh, right now uh, financially we're sitting? Oh, my goodness. I was talking to some council members the other day, and uh, one of them put it this way. We've been at a place for many years where we've had to count our pennies and watch every single one of them. And I'm not saying, and they're not saying we're being frivolous now by any means, but we are in a position county-wise fi county financially that we can take on some extra things if we need to. You know, we were able to upgrade some salaries this year, especially for law enforcement and the jailers, you know, and that was a big thing because they were way behind and we were losing them to other communities. Did we lose, did we, is that what lit went for for them as well, or was that something else? Say that again. Was that because of the lit tax or is that? That was, that was partly, mostly because of the public safety lit tax, right? Yeah, okay. Yes, yes. And, but, yeah. but we've also, because of interest rates, we've been able to make more money off of our investments. And so that's helped us get in a better cash position. So as a county financially, we're sitting, county government, we're sitting very well right now. I'm not saying we've got money to blow and we're not going to blow it in a bad way by any means, but we are going to use it wisely to better serve the residents of the county. And I got to go back, uh, Trent, on this show years ago. There were times that I hated doing the show when I would deal with the commissioners and the council because simply didn't get along. And I didn't know which side of the fence to go to or how to approach an issue. Nowadays, it's it's like you would never have known that. Uh, that's actually what the main reason I ran for commissioner in, in 2016 mm -hmm. uh, is because I'm thinking, why, why do we have to be at odds and at each other's throats? Why can't we get along? And so I ran on that. We are going to get along. We're going to work well together. And, oh, my goodness, today 
it's complete. It's like day and night difference between before I became commissioner. I'm not saying I'm the only one. Do not get me wrong, but I helped lead that effort to where we have a great working relationship. And look how many people are running for council this time. To me, that's an indication that they see something great and they want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Okay. So anyway, those are some some positives as well. I mean. A lot of things going on that are great. Uh, got a couple more minutes. What else would you like to talk about? Uh, we leased the uh, landfill out last night. Um, had one bid, and so we leased that out. And now the county will actually get paid uh, for that person, that farmer, to uh, bale the hay off of it. They're going to keep it for their cattle. That's valuable to them. The county is getting paid a fair price. And we're also going to get the roads mowed there a couple times a year right before the consultant the engineer consultant has to come in and do water samples from the wells to satisfy IDEM. And so that was a great thing before it was just, you know, somebody could mow it, they could take the hay and we didn't get any money. But now we're getting a little bit of money over the year, but we're also getting it mowed when we need to get it mowed to keep the uh, consultant and IDEM happy. So that's a great thing. Um, we're just looking at all kind of things. Um, there's there's a lot up in the in the air i really don't want to say it on on the on the radio this morning but there's just a lot of things behind the scenes that we're having to deal with uh mainly because we're forced to um and so we're just taking that head on and looking at all options to see what we can do and and that's not just one thing that's several different things Um, but that's why we're elected to do the heavy lifting and uh, to try to keep ahead of things as best we can and when something drops in our lap unexpectedly, we grin and we bear it and we go forward and do the best job possible for the residents of the county. All right. Appreciate, appreciate you coming in, Trent. Great Thank job. You. And uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Have a great day. All right. Stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger on 97.7, 1450 AM, WAOV in Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington. Allie McCray, our guest from Good Samaritan Hospital. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Thanks for having me again. As always, Allie, you're always welcome, Allie. You know that, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, what are we talking about today? So we are going to talk about the Good Samaritan Auxiliary Gift Shop and Volunteer Services. Okay, um, so um, where do you want to start? Let's start with volunteer services. So we are currently, um, well, always looking for volunteers, actually, whether that be in the gift shop, the infusion center, uh, somebody that just wants to answer phones, do some filing, hospice, always looking for volunteers. And I know one of the last times, maybe both of the last times I was talking with you, Uh, We created a music department where people could come and play music for our patients or sing for our patients. So always looking for volunteers. Um, We are constantly recruiting for that. And volunteer services, 
we've actually been um, around, I think this is interesting that a lot of people don't know, we've actually been around since 1962. So, um, But you haven't. haven't. No, I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) I've been in this. I've been in this role for about four years now. I've been with the hospital for eight. So, um, but yeah, we're constantly looking uh, for volunteers, whether they are just wanting to get out of the house, meet new people, uh, find a purpose. Uh, it's, it's a good place to be. Okay. All right. I just wanted, um, how has it changed? Volunteer services. I mean, how has it changed since you've been there? And then how has it changed since the pandemic? Oh, you know, there for a while, um, we weren't allowed to have volunteers. And uh, I really think our community has embraced um, just how COVID has forced change. And just in a general sense, um, you know, in general life, COVID has changed things. So, um I'm really proud of our community after COVID that uh, we are up to so one new other new program that we started this year was Ronald McDonald. And once we get all of those volunteers processed, we will have 85 active volunteers. So, so I'm really proud of our community. Um, and, you know, volunteering, it's a work of heart, truly. If they are volunteering with us, they have some bigger tie to our mission or, you know, our hospital's purpose. So we're very, very appreciative of all of our volunteers. Uh, but Ronald McDonald, that is new. Um, that actually launched end of January. So if anybody would be interested in pushing our Ronald McDonald cart throughout the hospital, um, what that cart is stocked with are snacks. Um, and McDonald's has actually donated coffee and cups and supplies for the coffee, uh, so it's, it is complimentary. It doesn't cost our patients or visitors anything, and we have a team of volunteers that push that through the hospital waiting rooms and and offer that to our visitors. So if anybody would be interested in that, um, we would welcome that if they don't want to do the hands-on pushing of the cart. We also accept um, donations in the form of prepackaged, unopened, unexpired snacks and drinks. Okay. You know, I um, I think when people hear about volunteers, they're not exactly sure, well, what am I getting into? You know, at how many hours? I don't know if I have enough time. You know, and I think sometimes that's a misconception, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we really now, add tailor to the person. So if you can only volunteer one time a month, that's okay. We work around you. If you want to volunteer once a week, you know, every other week, twice a week, we work around the person and what their needs and wants are. Okay. Now, what age, how old do you have to be to volunteer? So you have to be 14 or older. Um, we do have a student volunteer program through the high schools. That actually does not go through me anymore. That goes through our education department. But I do have students uh, 14 and up 
and we work around their availability as well. So those students would be students that truly want to volunteer outside of school hours. They would come to me. And anybody interested in volunteering, they can go to our website at gshbin.org and find the volunteer tab, and there's an online application there. Or they can come into the gift shop Monday through Friday, 9 to 4, and fill out a paper application. It's a very quick process. Okay. Um, the one thing is uh, the auxiliary uh, positions. I mean, what exactly is that? So our auxiliary, um, by supporting the gift shop and the fundraising, we do. You're supporting our auxiliary, which supports our patients um, and our community members by updating equipment for the hospital, purchasing equipment needed for the hospital. Um, this last year, we donated $50,000 for new beds, Hercules beds for the hospital, and then uh, we also put $30,000 towards a high-flow oxygen machine for the ambulances. So by supporting the fundraising we do and by supporting the gift shop, uh, we're actually supporting our community as well Okay. and our patients. All right. The average person when they volunteer, I mean, how many years would you say they've been there? Oh. Oh, Ed, I have some that have volunteered for over 30 years, um, some of them even over 40 years. Mm hmm Wow. So, That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Yes. <laughs> That's incredible. Our, yeah. Our community, I just, I'm so thankful for the support of our community and our volunteers. Our volunteers donated over 4,000 volunteer hours last year. Wow, that's a lot of hours. It's remarkable, truly. Wow. And it's, you know, it's them. It's nothing. This is not about me. It is truly about our volunteers and our community members, and I just can't thank them enough for the support. Okay, good, good, good. All right. Um, what else would you like to talk about this morning? So we actually have a couple of fundraisers coming up. And, again, those support our auxiliary, which support patient care initiatives at the hospital. Um, let's see here. February 29th, Thursday, February 29th, we have a boutique coming in to the Hetty Center, the Sharp Cactus. Uh, we offer that to employees and the community. So that is in the Hetty Center on the 29th. We will post times and things on our Facebook page, which is Good Samaritan Auxiliary Gift Shop and Volunteer Services on Facebook, Good Samaritan Auxiliary Gift Shop and Volunteer Services. Then a big fundraiser that we have coming up March 2nd, Saturday, March 2nd, is new for us. It's a Good Samaritan Miss and, I'm sorry, excuse me, Good Samaritan Little Miss and Mr., uh, so it is a pageant. Wow. Okay. Yes. So we've never done anything like that before. We're excited to see where that takes us. Um, registration actually just cut off yesterday. So we've got about 26 registrants uh, for our Little Miss and Mr. Good Samaritan pageants. We're really excited about that. That's presented by the auxiliary as well. Um that's newborn to 10 years old, and that is Saturday, March 2nd at 3. 
seating is limited, so if you plan on attending that, um, we we do have a maximum amount of visitors we can allow in. Um, so, but yeah, we're really excited about that, Ed. We've never done anything like that before. And then also Wednesday, March 13th, and Thursday, March 14th, we have our big spring vendor fair in Hetty. The pageant's in Hetty as well. I forgot to mention that, but... Um, the Spring Vendor Fair in Hetty. We would also like to invite the community as well as employees, volunteers to that in the Hetty Center. And that is where we invite a bunch of different vendors like craft vendors, um, direct sales, all of those people to one place and our employees and community members get to shop. So that's another big one for us coming up. Okay, great, great, great. We have a couple more minutes. Anything else? If anyone would be interested in volunteering, whether that be the Ronald McDonald's, Bart, Hospice, Infusion Center, Gift Shop, um, or in the music department, you would just go to our website at gshcin.org and then find the volunteer tab and fill out that application. That gets the process started. Also, if you want to keep up with our events, go to Good Samaritan Auxiliary Gift Shop and Volunteer Services on Facebook. That's where we post um, all of our events, anything coming up, any new merchandise in the gift shop. Um, and if you have any questions I haven't answered, you can reach out to me, Allie McCrary. I'm the manager over the Auxiliary Gift Shop and Volunteer Services at 812-885-3121. Allie, always a pleasure great conversation as usual and we'll talk to you real soon thanks ed have a good day you too now stay tuned more of the morning chat coming up on waov have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on waov ever missed the morning chat mark and mark or even financial questions real answers well that's not a problem anymore waov has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them go to waovam.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show it's that easy so if you miss vintage vincent legal news or views or just the tips listen to the podcast the next day go to waovam.com and find your podcast Back on the morning chat with Ed Ballinger on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV in Vincennes. Also 97.3 FM in Washington. Gary Hackney, our guest here. Ashley, talking about your your job. Correct. <laughs> From the Vincennes Education Foundation. And yeah. it's that time of year. It's that time of year, Ed. And uh, the Vincennes Education Foundation uh, is an arm of Vincennes Community Schools. Been around since 1994. I'm currently uh, the liaison for the VEF, and we're getting ready this Saturday to have one of our major fundraisers of the year, which is called Rockin' for Kids. It'll be at the Coliseum on the 24th, Saturday, uh, from 6 to 11. We're going to have a wonderful time. And, Ed, we have uh, right now over 300 people signed up to come. That's incredible. I'm here today to invite anyone that's listening that would still like to be a part of it we still have seats available. Uh, we'd like for you to let us know if you can as soon as possible for food purposes mainly. Um, but we have seats available. Uh, it's a reasonable price, I think. 30 bucks is a ticket to get in. Uh, Bobecue, uh, a band called 86th, which is phenomenal. They were here last year. Uh, we'll have numerous auction items 
there'll be a, a, a bar. This is a, a 21 and over event. Um, but please, either contact me, um, and here's my phone number. You can call or text 812-890-6580. That's my personal phone. You can call the office at 882-2301, or you can email me at hackneyg at vcsc.k12.in.us. Any of those means, or you can call the superintendent's office, whatever, and let them know you want to come, and we'd love to have as many people as want to come. Now, the money raised goes where? This money, uh, you know, a good portion of what the VEF does, I mean, every penny goes back to, I always say, to enhance the educational experience of our kids. The, this money, we've earmarked it for teacher grants, this past year, we gave $26,000 in teacher grants for classrooms. Uh, over 60 teachers benefited from what we do. Mm -hmm. And so this money is going to go. So if you need a cause, there's a great cause. Mm -hmm. And then the, the auction, and we'll have a few live auction items. Uh, Kevin Meyer is going to be our auctioneer. And so, uh, Ellen, we're going to have these amazing desserts from around the community. And you'll be able to enjoy those. You'll also be able to purchase those. Okay. Um, I think, and again, having a daughter who's a teacher, I understand the amount of money that teachers spend out of their own pockets yes. is, you know, you're, yeah. you're an educator. Oh, you've been an educator for years. Yep. You know, I mean, that's how dedicated they yes. are. Yeah. Teachers, put, I hope they do, put what they spend in their classroom on their taxes. Mm -hmm. They claim it on their taxes because they pump a bunch of money into it. Oh, yeah. It. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, the VEF, I mean, it. Um, you, you have a lot of fundraisers. I mean, you have a couple big ones. We have golf and this Rockin' for Kids. It's called Rockin' for Kids. Those are our two big ones. But throughout the year, we invite people to be involved in the VEF by, by becoming a member, uh, by by doing something earmarking their maybe they're a graduate of Lincoln High School and they want to do something in memory of a classmate or their class we have several scholarships that we award and of course that period of time is coming up as well uh, that that we give each year from the VEF so uh, several arms I'm always looking for additional opportunities to raise money for the VEF um, you know a lot of alumni as you know homecoming for Vincent's is huge and so I'm always appealing to those alumni and friends of Vincent's Lincoln High School. What seems to be the biggest cost right now, Gary, would you say? Facing education. Um, well, I, I think it's uh, the cost of uh, families to be able to provide for their kids to go to school. And I know that, you know, school's free, you know, free education. But it's still like getting them there, feeding them, getting them dressed preparing them and so that's where we step in and try to help and plus you know cost for educational materials and i've been i've actually been out of the classroom for 17 years wow and when i look at what teachers now need to operate a classroom it's the stuff that they need some of that didn't even exist when i was a teacher mm -hmm. now they need things to help kids stay focused to help kids be uh, on task uh, and then, of course, you take in all the technology. You know, I mean, now, who would have dreamed, Ed, that the classrooms now have, are full of robots? Right. You know, and these kids are making these robots perform tasks, which are going to be great for the future as they become leaders of our, uh, as our nation. The one thing that always uh, impresses me is the, the technology, you know, what's a textbook? 
anymore. It's it's it's, it's a Chromebook. I mean, basically, that's, right. uh, that's it. Me, right. I like the old textbooks yeah. and being able to, you know, put little <laughs> markers in it and whatever. But but these kids are so smart these yeah. days. Oh. I'm so I'm so old, Ed, that I can remember when we went from chalkboards to whiteboards. What an innovation! <laughs> <laughs> no, I got that one beat. Going to the library, a card catalog. You bet. Yeah, you know? the Dewey Decimal System. Oh, okay, but technology has just made these kids so much smarter. I know. I tell them all the time. I had to get on my bike and ride to the library and look up something. You guys just Google it. I know it. But, but you know what? And that's okay. We want that. We yeah. want them to have the tools. Those tools cost money exactly you know yeah. and now you know and bless the government they're finally realizing that the pay of teachers I agree. Need, needs to go up yeah. and it has they're they're making you know uh regardless they're what party there. you're affiliated with yeah, it's getting, getting there. there it's yeah. getting there yeah uh, but and, and vincent's community schools ed does an amazing job of preparing their educators their teachers to do the best job that they can to educate the students. I, I am amazed at the amount of training that goes into the teachers. I'm amazed at the supplies that they have and the resources that they are provided. We really have a strong teaching staff in Vincent's Community Schools. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's I think it's leadership at the top that comes down. Agreed. And I think the only thing about I hate is, and again, I've been on the record and I won't, I won't go into this on this segment, but I'm not a big fan of standardized tests never have been because when you're putting pressure on kids at a young age you know you don't know what's going on in their family life maybe you don't know if they're ill you don't you know very true I, I, and i'll be honest i was never a great test taker i wasn't either. i mean if you if i knew a test was going to be on george rogers clark i could study for it i'd be fine you give me some of these other tests these standard tests i would choke i was the same way but other than that the teachers are doing the best they can in that department mm -hmm. boy but when it comes to creativity, they there's something. It I uh, just go into a school and walk around, and you're amazed at what's going on. And the children, this is always a sign that I had as an administrator. If the kids looked like they were enjoying what they were doing, I gave a lot of the credit to that to the to the teacher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and I think also it's uh, I, I like how being in a, a school district, you know, where you have several elementary schools. You know, you've got a uh, a middle school that has three grades, and unlike mine, a junior high that had seventh and eighth. Yeah. Okay, sixth grade was still elementary where Me I too. was at. Me too. But I I like the sixth grade, seventh and eighth grade. Truthfully, I do too. I did. I wasn't a big fan at first because I wasn't sure, but now that it's it's the way to go. Right, right. But you know what? Again, the VEF exists because you just don't know what's coming up every year, and you have to be prepared. Right. Now yeah. the Rockford kids. Uh, how long? How many years has this been now? Well, you know, they did it. They did it for, and it's had different names, but they did it for a few years. I mean, back when the VEF first was established, I was a teacher in those days, and they had a huge event. It cost two hundred dollars a couple in those days, and I remember as a teacher, I didn't feel like I could afford to go. And at the end of the evening, the the big draw was they gave away at a drawing, and they gave away ten thousand dollars cash. Uh, and that's how they kind of got things set up. And it was it was established by some, I'll say, some leadership of the community um, professionals. Uh, and so through the years, it's kind of come and gone. Well, then, obviously, um, depending on, and, and the VEF's run by volunteers. Um, 
it waned. COVID, of course, hit everything. Mm -hmm. And so when I came on board with Mr. Parsley um, a couple years ago, we revived this event. So this is our second year in a row uh, since since I've been on board. And then we've revived the golf outing as well. So um, I think last year we raised $18,000. Uh, we have more people this year, and we have more donations this year. So I'm sure we'll, we'll surpass $20,000 for this one night of event, and that's good. Yeah. Now, people have to realize, though, that what's happening now, you can't compare it to 20 years ago because – our enrollment 20 years ago was out, out of this world. I mean, Lincoln High School was, um, were they approaching 1,000 oh, at yeah. one time? Yeah, they were, yeah, we were over 1,000 okay. in those days. And see, but, you know, since then, you know, people, numbers are down. And I'm not saying it's anybody's fault. It's just the way things are. Right. Right. But it doesn't matter how many you have in that school, you still need funds to operate. That's correct. Uh, and more more than you used to. Right, right. Okay, we're going to take a break, and we'll have more with Gary after this on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Back on the morning chat with Ed Ballinger and our guest, Gary Hackney from the VEF. Rocking for Kids coming up this Saturday night. What are the hours? The, the hours are 6 to 11. 6 to 11, Adams Coliseum. Adams Coliseum. I'd say get there by 5.30. You'll come in. There are no tickets. Sign at the, at the registration table. If you're already registered, we will tell you where your seat is. Um, have a beverage. Look over the silent auction items. Uh, get ready for some delicious barbecue. Mm-hmm. And uh, get ready for a, a fun night. Good, good. And it is. It's, it is fun. But it's for I'm, a great cause. It's a ball. Oh, oh, and here's another thing. People always go, what should we wear? And I said, this is not a formal event. Wear your jeans. Wear a nice shirt. Ladies, wear slacks if you wish. Wear a dress if you want. Wear a party dress. I'm pretty sure my wife will probably dress up in something. And I'm, I'm sure she'll look amazing. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think I'm just going to wear jeans and a, maybe a jacket. I was thinking about wearing a, one of those new IU uniforms, but I don't think I could look good. I don't think anybody could look good in those uniforms. Those are the worst things. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, oh my. No, yeah. You know how bad it was, Gary, with the IU? I don't mean to go off on a tangent and get off course, but I turned the TV on. It's at Assembly Hall, and I see a team in white score a three, and I go, yes. And I realized that was Northwestern because Indiana is wearing black and with red bleeding numbers oh, oh what was, in the world was, okay it was a shocker man i mean yeah i i don't care who you're i mean lincoln in 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 some days lincoln you know has varied a little bit from green and white right right i, mean, I remember one year we had those orange right, uniforms right uh and i was okay with that because i'm i'm just a lincoln i've guy, seen but. i've seen some some black green and whites okay but there is green and there is white this IU one was just no. Oh my goodness, uh, you know. And and the coach said, um, I, I'm, "I'm not in charge of that." Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a, a way to sell merchandise. Oh my. Uh, well, anyway, so don't be wearing any of those to the event. No, okay. no. 
Um, if you, we might sell one that somebody could buy just to rip up. I don't know, <laughs> something like that. And we are going to have uh, Ed. Just to let you know, we're going to have some live auction items, some bigger mm-hmm. items. I know that there's some golf stuff. I know that there's some. I, I've been, I've heard there's some Adam Shank stuff going to be in the auction. I know that we have a really nice donation from Oregon Battery. Um, I wonder if Adam's giving a free lesson. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> probably wouldn't help me no well, no, no. <laughs> i probably wouldn't listen to what he's saying no even though i should no he'd have to think of me from the other side of the tee though because i'm left-handed <laughs> well that's great i mean those are some wonderful items though i mean you yeah know. we have a great committee uh Catherine pargen uh is kind of leading the donations you got kim lane and elizabeth bauer they're both really highly involved and and several others from the vef board uh, really involved. Tony Meadows, who is the president of the VEF, is quite a worker. He gets everything set up. He oversees the Coliseum, and so I can't say enough thanks to Tony for what he does. Uh, and then Mr. Parsley is a, a great guy. You know, he's a great leader, and he sort of lets you lets you do your thing. You know, what I mean, he's sure. not he's not uh, micromanaging every move that you make. Right. Well, anyway, it's a it's a great event, great cause. Raise money for yeah. the VEF, yeah. which goes, of course, to the VCSC. More I, I mean, I hope if there are people listening that <clears throat> are thinking, well, maybe we ought to go to that. I hope you'll come because there's still time to sign up, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, they tell me there probably are going to be some people that will walk in on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And I worry a little bit about the food, but we'll be fine. Right. All right. Barbecue. That's all I got to say. Oh. That's all I got to say. You can't go wrong. No. <laughs> no. Whether it's on a bun, on chips, or whatever, <laughs> you can't lose on barbecue. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. yeah. Lynn's been Lynn Bob's been bugging me. He's like, Gary, do you have a number? Do you have a number? And I t- actually told her that I would give her a number today. So before I leave the office today, I need to send her a number. We're going to look at what we have, and then probably pat it by a little bit. Sure, sure. Okay, so that's this Saturday. That's, that should be good stuff. All right. Um, and then the golf scramble or outing is always over homecoming week. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Which is this year? Uh, that date's a little different than last. You know, this past year oh, was early. early. Oh, uh, yeah. It's. Uh, I'm going to say around the 20th. I'm give or take a few days. Okay. I forget. Okay. All right. Look it and up. we'll let people know when they can start signing up sure. for that. But uh, you usually do very well on that outing. It's it's wonderful to see the alumni that come home that want to play. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you got you got you got people from Florida and you know all over the place. It's a nice event. Okay, good, good. So the VEF does a lot. I'm right? I'm privileged to be a part of the VEF, and, you know, Ed, I'm getting a little bit long in the tooth, and so there's a, a time coming that I'm going to probably step back a little bit. My wife kind of debates whether I will or not. <laughs> uh, when I go to a meeting, she says, sit in the back and don't raise your hand, uh, and I'm not very good at that, so we'll see. There is a word in the dictionary, Gary, called no. <laughs> There is. Learn it. I just have so much fun doing stuff that I'm doing and being involved. But I do I do sometimes think, you know, Gary, you're an old guy. <laughs> I'm starting to feel mine every day. Every day. You know, walking up steps and down steps. You know, I really... I don't know about you, but I know I start to feel my age when I go to a ball game or somewhere where there's no guardrails <laughs> that you could get up steps yes. on. Like, where the, yeah. where the, where the, where the, where the rails at? Especially go to a school in Evansville, some of the older gyms. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to balance on? Yeah. You know, know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're to that point. I am. I definitely am. So, but uh, 
But yeah. I still love life. I still enjoy what I'm doing. I love being with around people like you, and and I love what the original company does. Uh, and, and I'm just proud of our community and and want to be a part of it. Where do you see the VEF going in the next ten years, though? I mean, I mean, I mean, you guys, you, you keep working events and working events to raise money, uh, and and I mean, I know this will keep going keep going my my overall goal is to be able to get a little bit more involved in the alumni of vincent's community schools we have former educators who are retired administrators we have graduates and i haven't been able to get an inroad into that group as well as i would like to be be able to because i think there's a lot of potential out there for people that would say you know yeah i'd like to do something to help my old school Okay. All right. Good. All right. And that, that's how you are, Grad. What year? 69. 69. Okay. Class of 69. Okay. Yeah. The Mets. We went um, to state. Yeah. Didn't win. We went to state in 68 and 69. Okay. Good. Didn't win, but we were there. Okay. All right. Um, you know, and, and on another note, and this is where you've made the transition also, is the use of Adams Coliseum. Okay. I mean... When it got its little facelift, uh, mm-hmm. and, and you know, it's now being used all the time. It's mm-hmm. used this past weekend for IBA. Great. We didn't have a Lincoln game there this year simply because we just didn't have enough home games. Correct. Yep. But uh, it is getting used. It's getting used well. Mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, event. And we're taking good care of it. I was just there this morning, um, and it's set up for our event Saturday. Uh, and I know there's wedding receptions there. I know that the graduation has events there. Uh, so, yeah, people can, can take advantage of that as well. Who's in charge of that? Uh, you can call the superintendent's office okay. if you're interested. Uh, Tony Meadows also does a big part of that. Mm-hmm. But mainly to get the ball rolling, you call the superintendent's office, and uh, they can. there's an application form and the stuff you have to do to reserve it. Okay, all right. So simple as that then. Correct. All right. So once again, the Rocket for Kids is this Saturday, and it starts at what time? Starts at 6. Be there at 5.30. Uh, call uh, 890-6580. You can text me if you wish. Call 882-2301. Or you can email me at hackneyg at vcsc.k12.in.us. And we'll get you signed up. And don't forget, it's only $30 a person. 30 bucks, yeah. $30. You can That's spend that food. at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Food and all, right? Correct. Okay. Barbecue. That's all I got to say. It's the magic word of the Barbecue. day, isn't it? Yep. Gary, always a pleasure talking with you and have fun at the event. Thank you, Ed. All right. Stay tuned. Midday edition coming up next on WAOV.